Welcome to the Rafiki Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's Thank great you. having the two of you here with me. Thank you. Uh, we are here in Nairobi, Kenya, just outside of Nairobi at the Rafiki Village in Kenya, where we have a classical Christian school from preschool up to grade 12. Uh, we also have a teacher training college here, a children's home for orphans as well. So I'm Karen Elliott, and I'm the host of the Rafiki Podcast. And I have with me two parents yeah. who have children uh, in our Rafiki Classical Christian School, two Kenyan parents, two dads, uh, who are like dads anywhere in the world. Uh, I don't think either of you have teenage girls yet, do you? No. Your girls aren't teenagers. No. I don't have a girl. You don't have any girls. I'm hoping to adopt one. Okay. Okay. I have one girl. She's, she's seven months. Right? Seven months. Okay. Because uh, dads and teenage girls, yeah, I'm telling you what, the, the, their protective level goes up a lot. So, But anyway, we have two men here, that uh, two dads who have their children in our Rafiki school. And I can't think of a better way of understanding how classical Christian education is working in Africa yeah. than talking to parents. Yes, really. Because I find that parents are the same all around the world. So um, I, I have uh, Charles. Uh, yeah. Charles, you want to tell him your name? Okay. Um, my name is Charles Omolo. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a father of uh, Philip and Andrew and um, Wenda, who are here. Philip, grade nine, Andrew and Wenda, grade eight. Great. Yes, yes. And I'm a life coach as well. Uh -huh. I'm a church minister, pastor, as a normal uh, traditional language pastor. Great. And welcome to Africa. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. That's yeah. great. And yeah. Michael? I am Michael Lewitt. Um, I am a dad here, father to JD. Uh, he's in PP1 mm -hmm. right now. He joined last month, I think. He just started yeah, school. Yeah, he just started okay. school. And then I'm also a father to a girl I just mentioned, seven months. Seven months yeah, old. Talia. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a Christian also. Mm -hmm. I'm a deacon at uh, Trinity Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do carpentry for a living. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see some of that. <laughs> yeah. You have to train some of our boys here. Yeah. Uh, they really need to learn some good carpentry. Okay. I'll have to get, get I'm going to get you lined up with that. I'd be glad to. Well, look, I appreciate y'all giving some time this morning because I know you're busy men. And um, I, I think I just want to ask you just a few quick questions uh, if you can help our audience understand okay. how classical Christian education is working here. So you have a three-year-old yes. in our school. So you've been looking for schooling for your child for a little bit. Yes. So what were you looking for and why did you select this school? Okay. So one one of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons that I was looking for a classical Christian school was because, like I said, I'm a believer and I believe that I need to teach my child God's word and I do that hopefully faithfully at home. Uh, and so what I was looking at is consistency in that when whatever I teach at home would be taught at school mm -hmm. so that what I teach at home is not watered down in school. Having gone to a public school, I think that's very much possible. Um, and so that's one reason why I was looking for a classical Christian school. The other thing is, uh, I, I, I just think my child needs to see the world in a, in a biblical way. 
how it works mm. and how that unfolds. Mm. So I, I really appreciated the classical Christian model of education because I think that's what it mm. it it really intends at the at the core of it. And so I don't think um, that is what I got in in a public in a public school mm. because one. There was no Bible that was taught there. I, I, I became a believer as, as an, a young adult. Mm-hmm. So if it's something that was exposed to me earlier, probably I would have had the gospel mm-hmm. at, the, at my young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's basically what I was looking for. Yeah, and you were, you were telling me earlier, too, that you had heard about classical Christian education at your church. Yes, I have. A few years ago. Yes. So I, I fellowship at Trinity Baptist Church in Nairobi, and, and uh, I'm a Reformed uh, believer, and I was, I was looking for, for something that would be consistent to to that and, and and they thought classical Christian education is something that almost merges to to a reform teaching because mm-hmm. it's it's quite old mm-hmm. not quite very old mm-hmm. <laughs> very old and so yeah. I thought I thought um, the truth God's word does not change it's unchangeable every generation comes in goes things change values change out here depending on how the society grows into but god's word does not mm. so if mm. it does not what model of education can really match mm-hmm. with that because that's how i looked at it and so i thought uh, a classical christian mm-hmm. education would, would be something that would uh would would really uh, work with Arifat. You know, I think you make a really good point because uh, one of the reasons why we as an organization, as a ministry, decided on a classical model to wed with a biblical worldview is that the the ancient philosophers uh, up into the Enlightenment, for a great degree, really believed that there was a truth. And so that, I think, uh, was a sufficient reason for us to choose, because when you know, Christianity, we, we have the truth. Yeah. And so it's difficult yeah. to wed it with another philosophy yeah. that yeah. believes that, well, what's true for you, the truth is relative. Yeah. And so that, that was not as much in their thinking. Yeah. And so, and they were grappling with the big questions, yeah. uh, the universal questions and some universal truths. And so it's a, seems to be the model, the best model yeah. out there to yeah. wed with the biblical yeah. worldview. And that's why we chose that. And it yeah. sounds like that's sort of what attracted you to it. Yes, yes, because basically reformed teaching is going back to the Bible. Mm-hmm. So it's going back to the Bible to uh, read God's word as it is, verse by verse, line by line. Mm-hmm. And so if our kids, if my child did, can be exposed to that. Though I know the primary role that I have as a father is to bring God's word to him. And so how do I protect him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can also protect him 
by sending him to a school where the same values that I have mm. would be uh, uh, taught to him yeah. in a school. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 How about you, Charles? Mm. Uh, um, I'm not that old, but I'm young. <laughs> However, <laughs> <laughs> we were having a discussion earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, age, uh, how many I'm, years? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been on mission teams, but I've seen people really. The world is not what it's supposed to be. Mm. No, mm. I've handled people with challenges, problems, marital issues, and there's just a desire to want to raise up children in an environment that is different. Mm-hmm. So where I come from in in my church, we have a school. Okay. We've tried our level best possible to make it a church school. Okay. We are defeated. The level of commitment is not there. Really? And so one of our own, you know, in the church is the one who told me, Charles, I know you've been looking and searching. And so why don't I introduce you to a system, a classical system? So for me, it was not about even the classical system. Mm-hmm. I was looking for a, an institution which can be able to bring my children into the future truth. Because mm-hmm. in life, there are certain parts that you don't bargain with. Mm-hmm. We grow, we grow old, mm-hmm. and we die. Mm-hmm. You know, And so my realization that there's some truth that you don't go against, one of them being the biblical truth, mm-hmm. was so key for me. So what I did is, uh, as I told you earlier, I came to do the research. Is it what is what I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. So when I came over, I realized that a truly classical system has a biblical foundation that when a child is brought up into, glorifies God. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, what, what other joy do you have? Right. You know, when you have children who you leave as you're dying, you know very well, mm-hmm. you've groomed them, you've given everything possible for them to live that righteous life mm-hmm. is a gift that's the best gift I could give them. Mm-hmm. So when I heard of it, I said, you know. So this is what happened. Only my firstborn got a chance. <laughs> and my second born said, Daddy, I'm coming here. So he went really? and bought a tie. Yes. Really? He bought he a tie. He bought a tie for so, his school. So he could come to school here. Yes, That's because great. we had talked to them through it and he knew exactly what is my firstborn was coming into. Guess what? Before the end of the year that time, a teacher calls and says, one of our own is going out and this time, this position is for that child to bought a tie. Bring him over. Mm-hmm. And he came and did an interview. So I did the interview. Actually, he was so excited. Oh, mm-hmm. thank that you. That's what happened. That's great. And he was going to pray about it every day. Mm-hmm. And so without a single doubt, not that uh, we're looking for perfection, mm-hmm. but we try to a level best mm-hmm. possible mm-hmm. to raise up our children mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. ways of the Lord. That's great. Yeah. So, so for me, a classical education, apart from that, just the fact that, you know, the science world, a lot of discoveries, all, ever since, they, they bring... A lot of uh, discoveries and they disapprove, they approve, mm-hmm. but the word of God remains the, the same. same. Yeah. And so to know that when they teach even about science, they put the Bible, what the Bible says, mm-hmm. thus is what these people have discovered. Mm-hmm. For me, that brought me comfort to know that my children will always have the truth as it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, and so for me, this is why I brought them here. We're so glad. And how long have your children been coming? Uh, five years. Five years. And I've referred many parents <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, you know, maybe we can help your church revamp your school. Hmm. Yeah. Mr. Peterson has tried. He has. But he nobody's has tried interested. And um, there is, um, 
when the spirit calls and and there is a determination there is a particular determination that one needs to follow the ways of the lord yeah it's a hard job and it's not just a it's knowledge. hard work it's not it's just knowledge yeah, yeah it's not because yeah. we've tried we yeah. do devotions in the school I'm I'm, I'm 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 as a life coach so i do a life skills with them every week yeah but in the classes, when they go back, you, uh, when I meet, I hear things happening, mm-hmm. then you realize Christianity is not knowledge. It takes much beyond knowledge. The virtues, the character, that one belongs to God. That's a gift of God. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's something I want to realize very quickly mm-hmm. and accept it. Mm-hmm. Well, help me understand something else. Two, two other things, I think. Uh, yeah. and, and one has to do with the public school system here. Yeah. And the second question is about Western civilization, education, and its relevance to Africa. So let's talk first of all about the mm. public school system in Kenya. Mm. And, I'll, and I'll start off with um, with the United States in yeah. the last two yeah. years. COVID exposed a lot of things to parents. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there are parents who are mm-hmm. flocking mm-hmm. to yeah. classical Christian education in yeah. particular. Yeah. We're seeing that in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we have this, uh, people are very concerned with what the children are being taught yeah. in school, yeah. the yeah. curriculum, mm-hmm. uh, ideologies, it's, it's the LD, LGBTQ yeah. agenda, yeah. Uh, yeah. a yeah. Marxist agenda. Yeah. Yeah. People are parents, Christian yeah. parents are yeah. very yeah. concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you see in the public school system in Kenya, are you concerned about uh, ideologies, or is uh, what's it like? And help, help people in America understand that a little bit. Okay, so uh, I think I've I've grown um, uh, in Kenya, and I've been taken through the public uh, education, the public school education, mm-hmm. and and the kind of uh, education that I've been taught is mainly one where I have to memorize mm-hmm. Ram mm-hmm. and for a single goal to pass my exam. I see. Wow. To pass my exam. So cram, pass, forget. Yeah. As John Mays says, who's an educator I know. Yeah. yeah. Cram, yeah. pass, forget. forget. Yeah. And just to just to pass a national exam. Yes, just to pass the national exam. Because one of the sad aspects to it, which I think in a sense it has come to be accepted here in Kenya, mm. is that uh, your grades, in a sense, determine your future. Um, it, it would be okay if those grades um, would match to what you're going to eventually do, probably. But unfortunately, that does not happen in Kenya. So you get yourself, say, for example, we have two national exams, um, probably with the, with the current CBC, the mm-hmm. new curriculum uh, that has been introduced. It, will, it might be quite a number of national exams, but initially we had an 844 system. Mm-hmm. So what basically that means is you are uh, eight years in primary school, mm-hmm. four years in high school, and four years in campus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the two national exams happen at grade eight mm-hmm. and grade um, the twelfth twelfth grade. grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so when you pass the national exams at grade eight, you go to to uh, form one, mm-hmm. which is grade nine. Uh, and so depending on how you 
perform, perform mm-hmm. in grade eight is when you can get into a national school or into a county school. Nowadays we call them a county school. While I was learning, they were provincial, mm-hmm. provincial schools. Mm-hmm. And then sub county. Mm-hmm. So depending on your grades is where you are stacked together. Mm-hmm. Then, in a sense, you work for the four years for again the national exams that will happen in the twelfth grade. Mm-hmm. So that will determine which yeah, university that you're yeah, going to go. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, once you get to university, you again quickly realize that whatever you are being taught in a sense is almost the same as what you're being taught in in primary school and secondary school really mm. same content in the yeah. not same content but the the same principle in that you just uh, cramming mm. the way you say you you then once you cram you memorize right. do the exam yeah. and you forget yeah. it that's it yeah. and so that's not helpful Mm, not deep learning and if yeah, I, if, yeah, am yeah. I correct in understanding that the exam time mm-hmm. especially the senior secondary exam you're mm-hmm. taking maybe 10, 11, 12 subjects mm-hmm. is that correct? Mm-hmm. or is it uh, just a few subjects a few over, subjects, few subjects yes. over uh, several weeks uh, of testing or no? no so, so in high school mm-hmm. um, I did seven subjects. Seven subjects. Yeah, and seven. So you sit for seven exams. Yeah, you mm-hmm. sit for seven. Seven different exams seven different over exams. like a week or two yeah. weeks. Yes, over and two weeks. Actually. You know what I learned yeah. yesterday, mm-hmm. which I didn't know, mm-hmm. is uh, if you if you're if on those senior exams mm-hmm. you score a C minus mm-hmm. or less. Yeah. And even if mm-hmm. you get a diploma and a degree mm-hmm. as an educator, mm-hmm. you can't take. Uh, you can't move up to teach in the junior secondary level. Mm. I mean, your future is really locked mm, yes. by those national exams. Exactly. They are exactly. high stakes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what we need to pray for, I think, yeah. for, for any country that's mm. really tied to that, mm. is a different assessment mm. system because yeah. uh, you you educate mm-hmm. based on how you evaluate. Yes. Mm-hmm. What you're aiming for mm-hmm. is the way you train mm-hmm. the children. Yeah. And so like what you're saying, all we're training them to do is take a test. Yeah. And exactly. that's what we do in primary, yeah. then we do it in high school. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, cram, pass, forget about mm-hmm. syndrome, memorize, yeah. memorize, and so mm-hmm. there's not a lot of deep critical thinking, right? Yeah, not. not a lot of critical mm-hmm. thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it it actually affects how we now get into the job market. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you realize when in in university you are cramming, memorizing, and then forgetting just after you have taken your exams. So when you get into the exam. You, you don't have the content. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you get to the job market, you don't have the content to do the kind of job that you are required to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Now you find that it, it brings a lot of problems. You realize that that point is when I, I really wasn't cut out for this mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really cut out for what did you did you go to university? Yeah, you got a degree. I got a degree in what? In math and physics. In math and mm, physics, yes. but it wasn't really your. 
So, but, but you're a geometer with your, with yeah, your carpentry. Yes, and now and, I get to apply it. Yeah. yeah. Now I get to apply it. Right. I yeah. really and, enjoy it. And you love it. It's, art, it's artistic it. and I you're applying your maths. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. applying the maths. And you're passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm passionate about it. You know, there's a, in classical education, mm -hmm. there's what they call the, there's the, there's the liberal arts and the common arts. Mm -hmm. And they're together. And yes. what you are doing yeah. is, is that. It's yeah. artistic. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's using geometry. Yes. It, it really fits in yeah, uh, quite yeah, beautifully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah but I, I, I had to change my thinking first for that to happen. Right. Because basically what you're taught is now that you've gotten uh, this degree from school, this is what you mm. need to mm. be doing. Right. So before then, I was in, in the insurance industry. Uh, before being in the insurance industry, I was in the financial um, uh, industry. Mm. So I basically was thinking that because I studied this, this is what I want to do. But while you're doing it, you realize uh, it doesn't uh, connect with what you study. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you, you're sort of, you really are funneled early on to a certain di direction, even yes. by eighth grade, mm -hmm. your future is fairly well established because of this exam system. Mm -hmm. How about you, Charles? I mean, uh, what's your view of the public school system in Kenya? Are you seeing a lot of, are you concerned about Western influence uh, and bringing in ideologies into the education system? Or? Um, I have a privilege of uh, also as well counseling. Mm -hmm. The amount of pressure is too high on our children. Mm. Uh, the nephew that I brought here actually stopped going to school for two terms. Mm -hmm. He said I'm not going to school. Really? Mm -hmm. Because it the pressure? Because the pressure is too high. Mm -hmm. So I had to go and persuade him to come. Mm -hmm. I told him there's a better system. So mm -hmm. I came with him to Nairobi and uh, yesterday actually before I came I told him I'm going to find you. What, what do you say? Do you like the system? They told me, yeah, there's no pressure. We're doing... And I'm like, wow, that just proves it. It's, is he learning? He's learning. What, what grade is he he's, in? Uh, he's grade eight. Grade eight? Mm -hmm. Yeah, grade eight. Okay, yeah. so he's... Uh, yeah. Our math, I think, is uh, algebra at that point. He's, uh, he's doing this, the, the mathematics, science. And, the, and he's doing pretty the well? He's making pretty good grades? Yeah, he's doing well. And yet he's not yeah. uh, pressured. No pressure. Yeah. He told me Uncle Charles, he called me Uncle Charles. Yeah. I am okay here. Oh, and God. up to date, the mother of the day, the mother was calling and asking, is he okay? Is he going to school? Because okay. he cannot believe the father is not enjoying school. It's good. And so from uh, the point of uh, counseling people that have been able to help, I, I have uh, the people who have tried to committing suicide attempts. Mm -hmm. One girl who the pressure was just too much because mm -hmm. they didn't want to go to school but their parents insisted. And COVID just exposed a lot that was going on in the background because now with COVID and all oh, the pressure came in together, the parents being home and the relationships were bad. And so as a result, quickly I came to realize that our system is good, but is not, does not have the capacity to have the Western culture also come. Because you have our African culture, okay. then you have the parents who have been raised up in that culture, they have children who watch the television, okay. and these children also are quickly learning the Western culture, and the parents have no capacity to 
manage these children. Oh, wow. And so the moment I see a child, what normally I do is first of all seek to understand the parent mm. and get the parent. You take care of the parent, help them to understand the child. It helps much more. Because the parents now, for them, the way they were trained up, result, 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 without considering the pressure the child is going through and without giving that environment of a breather when they come back home, they're okay. So parents not knowing that also is causing a lot of problems. So you've got kids who are, one, I think many kids in Kenya do have phones. Yes. Okay, so they're being influenced by the West from TV. Yes. And their phones, yeah. and then yes. they've got pressure from the mm-hmm. parents who are living in an old culture, Good. right? Telling them you better do well. So they're mm-hmm. pressured on both sides. Yeah. Yes. And I was listening to uh, a Breakpoint podcast with Carl Truman, mm-hmm. who was saying this is very recent. He said, you know, the influencers of your ch- teenage children mm-hmm. are not you, the parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not you, mm-hmm. the church. I'm mm-hmm. sorry to tell you, mm-hmm. it's their phone. It's true. It's Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's, are kids? Do kids have access to that here in Kenya? Um, yeah. yeah, they do. Now, are you, do you? But your children are too young. And I, I what? You, do your kids have phones? Yes, Charles. Have, but I'm moderate. You moderate. You monitor. Talk. Uh-huh. We talk, yeah. and the same Google platform, the Google, uh, what do you call it, Google Mail, Gmail yeah. account mm-hmm. is what I also have the okay. same. So, so what I watch, good for you. I know. Good for you. And we talk. Because this, I'll tell you what Carl Truman says, he said, if you want to preserve your kids, take away their phones mm-hmm. because of, of who is influencing yeah. them. And yeah. they're intentionally yeah. trying to influence the children. Mm-hmm. And so it's good that you guys are very uh, careful about that. However... There's a point that also at times I agree with. Uh, we know that the scripture, a man of wisdom avoids all extremes. Yeah. Because I realize the font, withdrawing the font from them, mm-hmm. it is okay. Mm-hmm. But when I leave them, they are with other children who have phones. That's right. So I thought, why don't I give them? But I re- so that requires a much more work on my side it does. to train, train them, them to use it and to help them, mm-hmm. and so that you create a people who are independent, who have the capacity to reason, mm-hmm. think critically, and make wise decisions into the future than withdrawing. They leave school, they get those gadgets, they have no idea how to handle Good point. So that's the part that What do you think? I, 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 yeah, I think to an extent I agree with what Charles is saying mm. because the other time we had we were having a discussion at church, um, yeah. we have family fellowship. Family mm. fellowship. And so and so one of the the uh, topics that came up was how how do you watch movies? How is mm-hmm. entertainment mm-hmm. in your home? Mm-hmm. And so our pastor, thank God for him, Pastor Eric Abuao, mm-hmm. says, and says he, he tells us how he, because he has teenage mm-hmm. at least one. I've met them. Yeah. Oh, Very okay. sweet children. Yes, yes. <laughs> really and good so, kids. And so he was talking to us and, and he, he mentioned something that I think it's something that I I have I've started practicing at this mm. time, at this early age. There are quite a number of uh, uh, websites and and uh, which which can help parents regulate mm. what content their children are watching. Mm. So as as for him with a teenage uh, girl, is 
he he gets to take him through and let her see how he picks out movies mm. so there are certain sites that help him know this kind of movie mm-hmm. is not okay because movies are big thing good point mm. people are going to watch movies yeah. Yeah. so teach him how to watch them yeah. teach, teach him how to be discerning yeah. yes yeah. teach him how to be uh-huh. discerning yeah. so how how do you pick out a movie so that when probably in a few years when she goes to campus or to mm. university for that matter when she has her friends and her parents are not there mm. she will remember how his dad her dad has yeah. taught him yeah. has taught her how to pick out a movie a good movie yeah. watch it mm-hmm. and for how long for within what environment mm. so that's really good wow. advice very wow. good advice yeah. good way to go so, about that so so it's part of something that i'm i'm trying to implement i am mm-hmm. I'm, yeah i'm i'm very curious about how the the television industry even in kenya this mm. this uh tv program that is running across mm. our country right now it's called akili kids mm-hmm. uh i know a lot of parents really love it but uh i remember listening to a podcast and how uh uh shows like Tom and Jerry mm-hmm. and what influence they were bringing into the society mm-hmm. early in the 50s mm-hmm. I used to watch Tom and Jerry yeah yeah, yeah. and and I, I remember watch Tom and Jerry yeah, yeah. And, and I remember a good point that was brought up even yeah. during that discussion was that mm. you see uh what value really was Tom and Jerry bringing into the society uh because you realize Tom goes uh to do and Jerry goes and do, does something Tom comes does something to him mm-hmm. and then Jerry goes and revenge chooses and revenge right revenge yeah, yeah right mm. so so going back to what I was saying about Kakili kids is um you know the LGBTQ agenda is in the west but yes what they identify themselves with is the rainbow colors okay mm. and i see that a lot i don't want to read into it a lot too much too much mm. yeah. but but you're wondering but i'm wondering mm. why why is it that you in your programs in your shows at the background yes you're teaching something good at the forefront but at the background you see a lot of rainbow colors mm. they took a good thing the lgbtq agenda yeah. took a good thing turned it into theirs mm-hmm. and so in a sense i just wonder whether it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. an agenda that's being brought mm. good point so so, yeah. so yeah. i'm being careful to to that extent yes i allow my son to watch akili kids but i regularly look at mm-hmm. in your discerning yeah. and you're discerning yeah. uh, and that's 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 what parents have to yeah. be right yeah. Yeah. speaking of being discerning and I and you at gentlemen have have work to do today you need to get on to your yeah, jobs yeah, yeah, yeah. so i this is this has been a really good discussion I'd like to wrap up with one more question though the big question everybody seems to have in the classical christian movement in america that talks to me is how is how does this western civilization education what what is there any relevance to africans uh what would you say charles to people um 
The truth will always remain true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter what country you come from. Uh, exactly. Can I tell you the way they should go? Yeah. Whether from Western, wherever it is. Wherever the truth the is. The truth remains the true. Truth. So even if it is truth from the Western culture, it only calculates, it only brings the strength being a child mm -hmm. to know how to live within the truth. Period. So, so Amen, I, I, I agree with Charles. So I actually had the same point because the Bible is true. The Bible is the word of God. Whether in the West or in Africa, it remains to be mm. true. And so if the classical Christian education is matching up with the Bible in that the teaching uh, children the Bible that's the truth. Mm -hmm. It will never change. Mm -hmm. In whatever culture that mm -hmm. you are in, it cannot change. Yeah. It's God's word. And so so that's that's what you know that, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. the other thing is um, I think at times people are so big about uh, mistaking the Western culture. Mm -hmm. The Western culture is only because civilization came to the Westerners mm -hmm. and they have the television and the gadgets through which they spread their culture very mm -hmm. fast. Africa as well has also has a culture, mm -hmm. but what happens is that uh, we've kind of abandoned some of the most beautiful cultures, yes. but the Westerners who come here, they seem to love our culture more. They do. Yeah, we they go, do. they want to eat our food, so I'm like, why are we running from our culture? Right. So maybe as a system, as a government, as a people, we also need to be proud of what we have. But how do you promote what you're not proud of? And, and how do you promote it if you can't communicate internationally? Yes. You yes, know, this is one. Yes, yes. You bring up a really good point, and yes. I just want to make a few comments. Mm -hmm. um, from what little I've read, mm -hmm. uh, it seems that um, in the early years of missionary yeah. work and colonial yeah. work, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there there were places in uh, West and East Africa where yeah. there was this liberal arts education provided. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but part of the problem was the the Europeans or Westerners mm -hmm. were saying, this is, all, what we have is good, mm -hmm. and what you have in Africa is mm -hmm. bad. What, I, what we want to do in Rafiki mm -hmm. is approach it from a different perspective. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's bring the Western civilization into the education system, mm -hmm. but also whatever is true, good, or beautiful in yeah. Africa, yeah. let's also let's lift that yeah. up, yeah. and then let's yeah. give our, mm -hmm. our African friends the tools mm -hmm. to help the rest of the continent, the rest yeah. of the world, yeah. know what is true and good mm -hmm. and beautiful yeah. here. In, true. Yeah. You know, it's interesting true. to me, I was listening to a wonderful choral piece mm. written by an American composer mm. and he used African instruments yeah. uh, and wow. was African rhythms mm -hmm. and harmonies okay. but and it was and it's an international piece of music wow. but I thought wow. to myself mm -hmm. and it uses violins mm. and also you know uh, trumpets but also African mm. gourds yeah. and wow. shakers mm -hmm. and mm. all of that and I said but why was it an American composer who put that together on an international stage? Wow. Why wasn't a, I'm sure there are Kenyan yeah. composers. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. there are Nigerian. Yeah. Com, there yeah. are. Yeah. I know yeah. them. Yeah. 
But I'm like, let so let's give the tools mm-hmm. to the continent of Africa yeah. in yeah. a broad way. Yeah. So there's even more exposure mm-hmm. on the international mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. Just like you have you have a lot of good writers these days. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good writers, yeah. you know, from mm-hmm. Tiwa Chebe, Wole Shirinka, Ngogi Wathiombo, and more recent people than that, mm-hmm. you know, who have mm-hmm. achieved. And I'll t- tell you this, Chimachebe was trained classically. Oh, oh yes. Okay. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Wow. In, uh, I think it's uh, Umahia mm-hmm. uh, Secondary School, which was like the Eton mm-hmm. of uh, Eastern Nigeria. And, okay. and the thing that bothered him, I've done a little bit of reading on this, the thing that bothered him was he saw all these stories mm-hmm. where it it uh, it uh, portrayed the African yeah. as a as a dumb savage. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, you know, he said that was, and, and he didn't like that. Yeah. So that's why he wrote uh, "Things Fall Apart." Yeah. and you which you've read. Yeah. And and I love things fall apart mm. because it it's a tragedy. It's a classic tragedy mm. along the lines. Yeah. I, I like the character, mm-hmm. yeah. and and you learn something. There was a there's structure and there's mm. tradition to the yes. culture. Yes. It's not just chaotic and dark. So yeah. Yeah. we need more of that. that is, yeah. And and it's I think true. this education system gives mm. people, people the tools to do that yeah. Yeah. Uh, to communicate on an international mm. stage yeah. because mm. you know story. Mm. Good stories have this have have had the same components yeah. since yeah. the beginning of time. Mm, yes. They really mm, have. Yes. And mm. so why not learn to tell stories well? well yeah. And I'll tell you one other thing that has struck yeah. me as I was mm. thinking about this. You know, mm-hmm. everybody, a lot of people read the Iliad and the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. But for years, for centuries, that was oral tradition. Mm-hmm. And then it got written down. It got written down and then it went everywhere. Mm-hmm. So oh, you tell me, uh, uh, does not does Africa not have oral uh, tradition? Do, are there not are there not epic stories? Okay, so you guys need to get your books <laughs> to write them down and produce a book, and let's compete with Homer's Iliad and the Odyssey. Now, now how do we get them? Yet some of the most elite are trained abroad. Uh-huh. Right. The books they're reading, they're not uh, and. No, there's some room we need for God, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I, I've tried thinking. My culture that when I go home is so rich. And the, the good thing is that also the Bible is so balanced. Right. There's some tradition that, that the Bible does not say no to, and they're so mm-hmm. nice and rich. Oh, yeah, just because mm-hmm. it's different doesn't yeah. make it bad. Mm-hmm. Now right. you find an African who has become a Christian fighting their tradition without any hand, without a clear understanding of what the Bible says towards that. Right. My poor parish for lack of knowledge. That's the problem we have. That's a good point. Anyway. anyway and so, so if you have critical thinking skills, mm-hmm. you're able to yeah, discern, to discern. What, yeah. what is, uh, what is true. just simply true, true right? Yeah. I agree because, because I know I come from, from the Luo community mm-hmm. and I am a Christian, but I I don't disregard the entire Luo culture. Yeah, no. yeah. Because because I mean uh, it's Africa, right? You know, mm. And I'm Christian. Right. Mm. The Bible has taught me to a point where I know this. I should decide mm. in 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 whatever thing that comes my way. I shouldn't look at it in 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 God's eye. Mm. Does it glorify God? Does it honor? Or bring glory to God. Mm. So if if it does, I'll do it. Mm. If it doesn't, 
I leave it. Yeah. But you yeah. find even in in our culture the things that do not follow God. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But there are those that surely um, we enjoy mm-hmm. our meal. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's still up here. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> good food. It's good food. Good food. Yeah. God has <laughs> provided that. Exactly. Yeah. Enjoy so, the food. Enjoy the food. Yeah. And the folk songs. Yeah. Mm. Right. And the there's music. Yeah. There's mm. songs from the uh, community. Yeah, we have we have Nyatiti, we have Orutu. Mm. Those are instruments. Yes. Yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. And and when you're listening to those people who know how to play them, mm. they are really good. Mm-hmm. And there are fables, yeah. stories, yeah. proverbs, yeah. and there are probably or there are probably historical stories passed down throughout mm. the yes. centuries mm. are, about yeah. this chief yeah. and this yeah. this uh, this group yeah. and what they did. And yeah. and uh, those things need to be written down. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's what uh, yeah. uh, we can we can help yeah. work toward. Yes. Well, look, gentlemen, I really Thank appreciate you. your Thank time you this you. morning, and Thank here we are in Kenya, yeah. Nairobi, Kenya, with Charles and with Michael, yeah. two parents uh, of Rafiki yeah. students at our Rafiki Classical Christian School. Yeah. You have, you gentlemen, you have uh, anything else you want to say? I think one one thing that I would want to say is. What I would want to teach my child is to glorify God in whatever mm. thing that he does. What First Corinthians ten thirty one says: mm. Whatever thing that you do, whether drinking or eating, do that to the glory of God. Mm. If I see that uh, is being taught in school, I'll encourage to mm. do it. Mm. And also, um, my prayer is that. God would continue to sustain this work that you have begun to do in Kenya mm. and that it would spread out to and I again thank God that you were registered as a curriculum rather than a program in mm. Kenya so I'm quite sure it will spread to, to quite a number of schools in Kenya mm. and I hope that happens and um, I think uh, that's that's one thing that I look forward to, mm. and I pray to God that you continue to be faithful. We thank God. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. We pray the same thing. Yeah, thank you. Any final words, Charles? Yeah, uh, for me, uh, I think the realization that uh, we live in a fallen world is really key to accept number one. And as well to understand that uh, the restoration that there's a particular path. And that part belongs to the Creator, who's God. Mm-hmm. And anyone who searches that part in education, in life, in marriage, wherever you are, that part brings fulfillment, complete joy, brings unity and relationships. And if we only understood that as parents and pass it on to our children, then we are able to rescue the future generation, mm-hmm. God has the full answer and the wisdom. So anybody who listens, anybody, let's seek for God. And that will be the solution to life. Mm-hmm. Seek for the Thank Lord. You. That's a great way to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, seek the Lord yeah. while he may be found. Mm-hmm. That's what we say. Well, again, thank you, Michael and Charles, for this time. Appreciate that. Okay, we're signing thank off. Thank you. All right, thank, thank you, gentlemen. You. Okay.